Hello, listening people. Hello. And you're listening to Spit and Polish presents unappreciated masterpieces. Who are you? I'm Ryan. I'm Bartek. Yes, we are Ryan and Bartek, the hosts of Spit and Polish. Why Spit and Polish, you ask? Because we're both spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right, Bartek? And we're both Polish. <laughs> yes. You, you want to? That's my. That? That's my part, so you're, I say it. You want to? You want to polish that one in there a bit more? Jeez. <laughs> that's my Polish uh, sound effect. Yeah, I mean that's the national anthem of Poland. He just did there for you guys. Marsh, marsh. So we are, yeah, we're doing unappreciated masterpieces now. Bartek, what is the goal of unappreciated masterpieces? What is it that we try and achieve? You guys ever heard of a thing called cult classics? We sort of try to find movies that have the potential to be one of those, but we don't call them cult classics because we use different words, you know? So mm, we call mm. them unappreciated masterpieces. Yeah, so we're like the Nick Fury. We, we, we get together these several films into an Avenger-like team of heroes and legends for you to enjoy. I but, guess. But I got it, I got it. But at least we have two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or like between oh, us? Or owned like... Nick Fury. <laughs> like between us we have two eyes? Or like both of us we have two eyes? No, no, dude, we have two eyes each. <laughs> Whoa. In, so, yeah. so what is the... So basically we get these movies, these forgotten gems, these unappreciated masterpieces, and we talk about them and give you the reasonings why we find them to be some of the greatest films ever made. Because... With a masterpiece, even a certain amount of masterpieces take time to get the love that they deserve. So what is the great, great film we're doing today, Bartek? Dudes, guys, girls, today we are doing Magichne Buti. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is it? I don't, I don't speak Polish. You don't speak You don't know Magichne Buti? Oh, wait, no, no, I think I do. I think I do. Is that... No, I don't know. I don't yeah, well, to be fair... This I, I wanted to pretend to. Like, imagine <laughs> if you listeners for the first time were hearing this. It's like, oh, what? One of them's Polish? He doesn't speak it? And then I'm like, nah, prank, punked. I actually do speak Polish. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you said. Shut up already. This is one of the cases where it's a localized title. So literal translation of Magichne Butu means magic shoes. But the, <gasps> but the actual movie's name in English is Like Mike. Oh, you mean magic shoes? Yes, magic shoes. <laughs> My favorite film of all time, magic shoes. So, hold on. We hear a third guy laughing, and this is a part where we say, what the hell, that's up? That's- <laughs> no, 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 it's just me laughing twice. Okay. Yeah. No, of course, we are joined with a magical guest. Uh, a guest who has joined us all the way from, from his house. Uh, he, he was in Germany for one period of time, which is a bit awkward because we're Polish, and uh, Germans are not our biggest fans. Uh, we are joined with Alistair James. Hello, hello. Very lovely to be here. Ah, oh, Alistair, it is great to have you here with your magnificent voice. Now, you spent a time in Germany, is that correct? Are you German? I'm, uh, I was born in Germany. Ooh, oh, la la. I was born in Germany. I spent six months in Germany last year. And I learned a bit of German. And I can tell you the title of our film today is Gleich Maika. Oh, that's really weird because I know how to speak German and he's telling the truth. What the hell? That one rhymes. <laughs> the Polish one doesn't rhyme. Well, German language rhymes. Well, they, now, well, you, you for, do those, know. for those listeners who can't see Alistair, he is a well-built, blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, Aryan gentleman. <laughs> so he fits the German build. Whereas we're just guys with long Bartek's hair. really hairy and I'm hairy too, but like on my head, but he's, he's got on his long, face. long, curly hair. Uh, do you know Jack Black? 
Bartek has been told by the kids he looks like Jack Black. Yep, so. the kids. So we are going to start this great film in one moment. But yes, we're doing Like Mike, the cinematic classic that came out in 2002. Now, just before we delve in, uh, let's give a little conversation about our, our relationship with this movie. Bartek, I want to hear your relationship because Bartek brought this in himself on DVD. So you have a bigger relationship to it than I do. Yeah, I this is a movie that I watched as a kid. I'm not sure what age, but I assume somewhere around mid to late primary school. And I remember I really, really liked this movie. Like Mike. Uh, <laughs> Magic Mike, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I, when I Googled it, Magic Mike was one of the, did you mean? But did you of course, mean? I, of course I didn't mean that. Did you no. mean like Magic Mike? I haven't Mike? seen Magic Mike. The I'd sequel like to... to this is Like Magic Mike, where he becomes a male striptease dancer. Like Mike XL. <laughs> like Mike XL, yeah. So, yeah, I like this movie, and I don't even like sport movies. And That is true. That is true, and I really like this movie for some reason, and when I rewatched it recently for the first time in, I think I was 11 when I last saw it, so that was almost 12 years ago, it still held up really well, and yeah. not just held up, I realised how significant it is in terms mm. of filmmaking. So, I love this movie, I have it on DVD, and I'm kicking myself that I haven't listened to the commentary of it. Oh, you fool. Well... Before we get to you, Alistair, just so you can catch your breath from all the insane laughing that you're having on with our witty rapport, uh, I'll tell you my relationship. I watched this movie at the start of last... Uh, no, at the start of when we were doing this podcast, I was at my cousin's house, my aunt's house, and th- that trip was the spawn point for this because I watched Big Fat Liar that day and Stop on My Mum Will Shoot, but... You know, that's a different movie. And eventually, I was talking about how these films are the greatest films ever made, as I do in this podcast series. But I had yet to start a podcast series about it. And my young cousin, who's about, I think he's about like 15 or something, and he's like a little ginger-haired guy, he was just like, you know what's the best movie ever? And I'm like, what is it, Lachlan? And he's like, have you seen Like Mike? And I'm like, I have not seen Like Mike. And he rushed, like a little boy, to his DVD collection, and on the top was Like Mike. Like, it was most recently viewed. And I looked at his disc, and it was like really worn like he'd watched it a lot and he was just like we put it on and he was just sitting there going yeah see that scene i remember that when i was young and oh boy (laughs) i described it i really you know like his review of this movie would be this is the greatest movie ever made and it is the greatest movie ever made that's my personal relationship i watched it with someone else who is an unappreciated masterpiece type person and I had yet to see this masterpiece for myself, but seeing it with someone like us sitting there going, yeah, this is the reason why it's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> so, Alistair, what's your relationship with this masterclass? Well, I've got to say, when this movie came out, I, I pushed it under the rug and I never watched it. I didn't think that it would be my kind of movie. I'm also not into sports movies. And although I've heard how good Little Bow Wow is in his music career and his acting career, I never got a chance to see it for myself. And then when I did get the call from from Ryan and Bartek to do this gig, I thought I really need to watch this. Yeah. But I've been putting it off. I heard I heard about it. I heard about this project for so long, and Ryan told me weeks ago to watch the film. Yeah. I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off. And today was the last day I had the chance to watch it. Yeah. And I was going to watch it before work. I'd work from 6 to 12, but I couldn't do it before work. So on the way from here, from work to here, I had to stop in McDonald's <laughs> and 
got myself a six pack of nuggets and a medium meal and I sat down with my laptop and my pair of headphones and from 12.30 till 2 I watched Like Mike for the first time <laughs> and I was spellbound I was absolutely enamoured with the, with the characters and the story like I never thought I would be Oh wow! So I'm so happy to have the opportunity I've, to watch it I've and to never and heard to a backstory so vivid and to spread my enthusiasm for the movie. It, um, it's a it's a it's a real real love affair I have with this movie. A very short term love affair. Oh my god! This is going to be a very fresh commentary oh. for you. Guys. <laughs> exactly. What, yeah. what I loved was this podcast was originally scheduled like when we recorded it for one thirty, and Alistair messaged me going, "Ryan, I'm in. I'm not in a good mood right now. Could we put it to two thirty? What I really must have got was Ryan. I'm watching it currently. Can we wait till I finish? All right. He was upset at himself for not having watched it so, years ago. Guys, <laughs> let's start this masterclass piece of affair. So get your copy of Like Mike ready. And I imagine you have a legal copy of it, people, because if you don't, you're not giving money to the people that wrote, directed, and starred in this movie. And if you don't, I think Lil Bow Wow, who's now just Bow Wow, would be very disappointed. So we're going to start in three, two, one, play. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fox. You know how to make movies. Now, guys, this is a masterclass affair of a film. Now, this came out in 2002. What were we up to in 2002? What were you up to, Bartek? I mean, we've already heard on previous episodes what you were up to, but let's let's just let's just be fancy fair. Did you see this in the theater? Oh no, I think I saw this on DVD oh. or on TV. I, I'm not sure where I saw it, but it definitely was not in theater. Was this one of the first that you ever bought on DVD? Like, did you buy it yourself, or did your mum just come home and be like, "Here you go, Bartek"? Dude, I I don't even no like my his, like where it all started or anything like I think this was just bought on DVD a couple of years after I saw it because I remember hey I like this movie wow that was emotional so, so, I, don't, I don't think this DVD copy was the first time I'd watched the movie I, I hope not I, I mean you know for me I innocently only watched it a couple months ago and then I watched it just before yesterday and I was in tears so what were you doing in 2002, Alistair? What was happening with, with your young in Aryan in two, looks? In 2002, I was a young Aryan in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia. Away from the away from the Vaterland. Oh, no. And, um, and I do remember this movie coming out. I remember the ads and, and, and thinking, wow, Little Bow Wow is a, is a cool character. Yeah. And, um, and I, I knew the basic storyline. We had some magic shoes, and it was an exciting storyline. But like I said, I slipped it under the rug. Oh, you fool. I, I didn't get a chance to see it until recently. Oh, my God. Right. So we've introduced a bully character. The bully. Yeah. Now, when we do this show, um, we've done quite a number of episodes now. A lot of the show revolves around movies with kids at school. These, This is an orphanage. The first two episodes, yeah, two in a row right there. Uh, and there's always a bully character. There's always mm. a bully. And this bully character, he, he makes you feel... Doesn't he? I don't know what, but he makes me he's feel. Lot, he's a lot more three-dimensional than you might think yeah. to start with. Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a lot more going on underneath the surface. Yeah, he's more he's more in there than the other bullies mm. we've seen. Yeah. Like he's throughout the whole thing. Like I thought at one point they'd already been cool with each other, but it's not until way way later, the climax of the movie yeah. even, when they're finally got a spoiler. Sort of, yeah, oh, I think, spoiler. I think they definitely cast a good bully. He's got a good bully build well, and a he, good bully he, face. He's gone on to do the most uh, out of like the child actors here. Is he right? is in the TV show Breaking Bad. Is that right? Yeah, have you seen it? He's yeah, in it. What's he in it? He's in it as a character called Todd, who's right? this Nazi hillbilly guy that's like a complete psychopath. Wow. <laughs> Has little emotions. He's also in uh, I feel like what would be one of Bartek's favorite movies, which is Battleship. 
And I haven't seen it. You should. You should. You should. Is that the one with Rihanna? Yes. yes. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be a great episode and he, for this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he <laughs> was in it, and he's gone on to do quite a bit. He, he's his joke nickname is Meth Damon because he's like he looks like a <laughs> methed out version of Matt Damon. Does he play a meth head in Breaking Bad? No, he plays a meth dealer. Okay. So you know he's you know he's that typical guy who's who's above drugs, just like Will Smith here. He's above drugs. Absolutely. Look at him. Oh, well, I'm glad they conveniently looked at a clip where every single character is happy. Because, you know, <laughs> Jeffrey isn't always... Jeffrey's very... Uh, Talking about happy, yeah. we just missed Crispin Glover's <laughs> first appearance in this movie, in which he just comes in with his own hair. And he just comes in and he's like, Hey guys, it's me, Crispin Glover. You may remember me from such <laughs> classic films as Charlie's Angels. Apparently The Simpsons, because what is that, Troy McClure? (laughs) Well, you know, if anyone could play Troy McClure in a live-action movie, it would be Chris (laughs) So we just had a first significant line being put down for being an orphan? Absolutely, Also, might I add, it comes across not only as rude, but you could construe that as incredibly racist, Mm. because it's like this rich, white family. It's just like, eh, don't, don't donate money to one of those kids. And uh, look, no offense, little Bow Wow, but he does. He's got his little dreads going and he's got the hoodie. Who knows how that could be could be strung together. I mean, I had no expectations when it came to the start of this movie, but I was sure that those two girls would make a resurgence of some kind of love interest. <laughs> yeah. I was sure that it was didn't happen. happen. It didn't happen. Was <laughs> it so didn't happen. Yeah, that phrase, it didn't happen, comes out <laughs> a lot in this movie. So, Ryan, hypothetical uh, turn of events. What if little Bow Wow said uh, something like, I'm an orphan, this money would go to feed us. Well, yeah. How do you think they'd respond to that? Uh, they would respond with, I'm sorry, I don't speak unemployed, and then blow smoke in his face. <laughs> now, this guy's also in Breaking Bad, oddly enough. He's, he's the character who's like the cleaner. Like, it's like when you fuck up bad, he makes you disappear. So, it's like, this is like, this is like the 15th movie where Breaking Bad people are just in it left and right. So, the universe. It's a big universe, I'm just saying. Didn't the bully in Big Fat Lie going through 12 years a slave? Yes. Man, a lot of these you mean, movies... You mean Paul Giamatti? No. <laughs> no, 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 the bully, not the villain. <laughs> could you imagine, bro, could you imagine... <laughs> he Paul... went to do NWA. Oh, could you imagine God. Paul Giamatti in blackface doing 12 years a slave? <laughs> and he's the slave? <laughs> and he's just like, and he's just like, meh. <laughs> he was in that movie, though, wasn't he? No, was, was he, I no, I don't think he was in. I think we can just imagine him fitting Maybe. in very wasn't, well. In that wasn't movie. there a joke at the Oscars about like, oh, he first he was in Twelve Years a Slave and now he was in N.W.A. Like, Maybe I, I haven't watched Twelve Years a Slave. I haven't either. I mean, I imagine Paul Giamatti in this movie as Lil Bow Wow, and he would be like, he would just be like, man, give me the money, and he like sticks him up with like a knife, and he's like, man, he's like, right, respect this is a G-rated me, movie. respect me, I was in Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> So this movie is an emotional piece. Now, the question is, guys, do you view this movie as a kids' movie or just as a movie in itself? I was wondering that as well. Like, what do we classify it as? Is it it a movie about adult relationships or kids' relationships? And I sort of thought about it as being what it is. It's it's a comedy, and it's it's a movie about about relationships, and that transcends age, I think. Wow. Uh, now, now at the end of this show, I read reviews from IMDb, and I want to quickly bring up something. Now, this review I did not include in my collection. It just wasn't very good. But there's one throwaway line that I'm, I'm sure that we should talk about. Now, I'm, I may have included it, but I can't remember. But the line was, 
this film is very much like The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and then proceeded to say, it has the same themes and technical conventions. <laughs> and it just then went to say, it goes from a bleak, drab world to a bright and colourful one, just like The Wizard of Oz. And I'm just like, oh, I did not notice that. I guess I should have drawn comparisons between the yeah, two of you them. Yeah, you can certainly apply that to, like, the orphanage, because in some establishing shots of it, it does look like a very old, you know, kind of run-down place. And at the end of the movie, it gets sponsored by a huge team. Yeah, I guess. I... Corporate corporate slime. Yeah, woo! Is Sister Teresa here playing the part of the witch in this sort of... Yeah, I reckon. No, no, she's... she's... <laughs> How is it that in this one, it's instead of uh, Toto... It's little bow wow as the dog. <laughs> okay, and so these this is it, guys. The shoes. The shoes have put on the right foot and they fit. How magical. But who were they from, Bartek? Well, we're about to see a hint. Oh my god. It's who? a ba- it's a basketball a player. That's our basketball. first hint. That's the tall, bold one. <laughs> oh my god, it could be anyone, but, and then but who could it be? Oh my god, Michael Magic Jackson! Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson? I love my mind. Alistair and I are both like, Michael Jackson, you're like Magic <laughs> MJ, it could be anyone. It could be your Michael Johnson. It could be anyone. Magic Johnson. I, Magic Johnson, yeah. Michael at least I picked. At least they picked a basketball player. <laughs> I didn't know Michael Jackson was a basketball player. Could you imagine, like, could you imagine if this movie was, like, like Mike, but it was, like, like Michael Jackson? He just starts, like, getting the skin disease God. and he goes white and he's just like oh, he owns a monkey yeah, and shit. Probably, yeah it'd probably make living in an orphanage quite well, a different story yeah. well, he's <laughs> a bit easier because he, he still is a kid so yeah well Michael Jackson had a rough childhood you know what <laughs> this shot is in slow motion mm. and you know you make films faster with slow-mo yeah well yeah you're looking at it it's like look we actually did it so I wonder how many takes it took. I wonder Michael, how many takes it took uh, to get that fantastic shot. Fourteen. Is that on IMDb says? Yes, it does. Uh, uh, well, yep. Fact checked. Fourteen. <laughs> uh, now, is that how drug deals go down? Like, I know that you throw shoes over. I've the, heard that. Like, that's what you hear. Do yeah. you ever see shoes hanging over lines, and you just wonder how many times they must have tried to get it on there, or <laughs> did they climb up somehow? Like, I always look at it. They're always at skate parks, right? I'm like, I get it, guys. Skaters have a lot of agility, but do they have a lot of accuracy? I, Oh, well, the few that I've seen, one was outside a primary school, and it wasn't a spot that was particularly, you know, covert. And the other one was on a bus stop on Warrigal Road that's, like, right in the middle of, you know, traffic. Yeah, so guys, like, Warrigal yeah, Road, no, no that's gonna... where you get your toot from. <laughs> <laughs> and surely, surely, as if you're a police officer, you'd know where to hang out. Yeah, you hang out at the local shoes over the power shoes lines. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a hint, like, all right. Exactly, Don't sell drugs here. <laughs> exactly one kilometre away from these shoes, you a drug buy. deal will mm. be found. So, guys, this is very Wizard of Oz. Think about it. This is like the storm tornado sequence, right? And from here on in, spoiler alert, he gets struck by lightning. And he gets struck by lightning and he wakes up in a magical new world. Just like Wizard of Oz. It also reminds me of another film. Schindler's List, in which it's all black and white, but then there's bits of colour in it. <laughs> there's, the red, there's the red jacket there. 
I love Alistair, you're just like the most like infectious laughter guest. Like I'm just saying, it reminds me of Schindler's List and Alistair's like in tears. I have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what he's about to say. That's what little Bow Wow said too. I've never seen Schindler's List, but I've seen Seinfeld's and they've told me that it's apparently a very funny movie. No, I'm not, right? no I know I'm going to shock you, but I've not seen Schindler's List at all myself. I've seen the porn parody Schindler's Fist. And it is equally emotional. There's a great shower scene in that. It also has Crispin Glover in it. (laughs) (laughs) He's the glove on the fist. (laughs) Now, of course, this movie has a lot of um, big names as supporting characters, such as Crispin Glover, who Mm -hmm. we all know from his great work in Charlie's Angels. And, of course, you know, look, if you're a nerd, I guess you like Back to the Future. Hold on, Ryan, he was also an epic movie. He was? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm. good, good. I, I, he I stopped... played Willy Wonka, the Johnny Depp one. Of course he did. And um, I wanted to see him play the Gene Wilder one. And he then, you know, and then we also have my favourite, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Oh my fucking God, Eugene that Levy. fantastic that, pair of eyebrows. Yeah. He was the one when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, he's in this movie. No, you should have said to yourself, oh, of course he's in this movie. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I was watching this with my girlfriend and I'm like, oh, do you know who Eugene Levy is? And she goes, uh, I don't know who he is. I go, oh, you will. You will. I go... I want you guys, if you don't know who Eugene Levy is, I want you to play a little game along with us, which is, if you see someone, just say to yourself out loud, is that Eugene Levy? Because, <laughs> trust me, the name Eugene Levy, you'll know when you see a Eugene Levy. I'm just telling you, he looks like his name, <laughs> which is the best compliment I can give anyone. In fact, he looks like Murph's dad. Maybe he adopted him out for money. Well, adoption is a big theme in this movie. Maybe that uh, carried yes. on. They adopt. They adopted my heart for an hour. And a half. <laughs> you know, you're right. Murph should have been an American Pie. Yeah, right. Shh, don't spoil it. Now they're gonna be waiting for Stifler to appear. No, he was in Dude as My Car. Oh my gosh, Murph could be a younger Stifler. Oh my god. Oh could yeah, you got the hair. Oh, could it? Could it what be? Happened in, I think. What happened in his childhood? Very... Where's his mum? I'm sorry, but the establishing shot, that's Eugene Levy right there. Game over. Mm. But what I love is the opening shot, if you play this going, is that Eugene? Is him licking his lips, (laughs) twitching his eyebrows. No more, no action could be more Eugene Levy than that. I'm going to be honest. You know what's also great about this movie? Like, it has an element of greed in it. Like, a lot of things are being used to earn money. And it's just okay. Yeah. Well, I love. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get punished. Yeah, except for Crispin Glover. But what I love is Eugene Levy gets off scot free, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a great. Yeah, life. He has a great life. What I love is see this character, who's the actor. His last name is Chestnut. Mm. <laughs> um, he literally is just like, go, go on, give the boy two shots. One shot. Come on, two shots. One shot. He is literally saying, "I'm gonna fuck over a, like a like a, a little orphan boy." Like he doesn't know he's an orphan, but he's literally like, "No, I'm not gonna risk my pride. Screw the kid. Like he can suck it up." And look at him; he's so confident. He's like, mm. "Yeah, I'm gonna crush whoever it is." I don't. But care. he's confident, but he also kind of doesn't want to do this. So yeah. He's also oh no. Like, no. yeah, I'm doing this because he, he's he, saying. So. He hates it because you know why? What I got from the scene, and I, I have it in my notes. I wrote in my scene, <laughs> Eugene Levy. And Chestnut, is there sexual tension there? Because he says stuff to... Like, Eugene Levy and him have these awkward-ass pauses and they look at each other like they're in love but they've had some bitter experience. Like, look at him. That's it's like, getting excited, look. Tracy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very excited. 
Like, oh, look, that's sick. So am I. It's, Ooh, it, la, la. it's like, stop trying to give them hints into our relationship. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're going to hear about this when you get home. We are going to talk about this when we get home. It, yeah, it's like a throwaway joke. Like, if you watch a movie and you see, like, two guys you've never seen before, like, announces or something, and then, like, randomly one of them says, like, dude, stop it. It's like, whoa, there, there's some history between these two. I would love a movie where you did that. I, like, I love, like, the idea that this movie could have been different if it, if it was Ox as the main character, like, like Mike, and it's, like, you're supposed to be, like, Michael Jordan, and it's just some white bold like white blonde haired kid like you Alistair <laughs> Alistair you're a muscly guy do you relate to Ox? I do as a bully all I, all I want to do is bully people and and I try and I try and, and people with lots of integrity and courage kind people keep undermining my attempts to bully them oh. it's a real frustrating they just keep situation. saying he's such a nice guy I mean mm. he, I mean anyone who speaks German oh, they gotta be nice <laughs> they have to be nice guys yeah it's the but the <laughs> said I'm glad you picked that up <laughs> <laughs> I make so many Simpsons references on this show that people just go, what? Oh my god. So look at Tracy. Why is it also, must I add now, now Bartek, this might be your area of expertise, but I'm entering my foot in the possibly racist comment. Um, why is it that in every fictional universe, a, ca- a black person called Tracy looks the exact same? <laughs> As in, if like in 30 Rock, there's a character called Tracy Jordan. He's also bold and black and has similar facial hair. Is it just me? You can mention me going, that's racist, right? But may I add, Eugene Levy's Jewish and he was in Schindler's List and I don't want you to be all offensive about that because could you imagine him in Schindler's List? <laughs> Where he would have been like, he would have been a Nazi though. Oh, imagine him giving the, giving, the, <laughs> giving the sex talk to Schindler. Yeah, oh, can you imagine him as a Nazi though and he's just like, wow, Schindler. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how he talks. <laughs> I don't know look, how, look deep, how to look do Look deep it. in her eyes, Schindler. <laughs> <laughs> he adjusts his socks. How do you like that, Goebbels? <laughs> Yeah, hi Hitler. <laughs> he does Heil, but he does it really flamboyantly, like, hi Hitler. And he's just like, give a shit. And he's like, where's my picture? <laughs> he should be in naughty Nazis or something. <laughs> oh my god. So, here's the end game. Ooh, ooh, ooh. First and game, but it's also the end game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. End game is a metaphor, but not as in literal. And, um, oh, by the way, I mentioned earlier, I thought there was a point where. You know, Ox would be cool. The bully would be cool with them. I thought that like getting him the tickets was like the po- turning yeah. point. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna be cool with each other. Oh, now. here he is. Crispin Glover is very much like Rick Blaine in Casablanca. <laughs> Only the stoic characters play chess against themselves. Rick from Casablanca. You know, Kurt Russell in The Thing. They just play chess against themselves at or le- computer. No, well, yeah, at least they have a machine. Yeah, mm. Kurt Russell had a machine. But that's what I'm saying. Is this Casablanca? Is and it? Crispin Glover is is, <laughs> is Rick and Elsa's money. <laughs> and he has to let the money go for his shins. <laughs> yeah. And Eugene Levy's Peter Laurie. 